Recovery First Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Todd. I love to uh to share about recovery things. It's always been a it's been a big part of my life now for quite some time. And just a disclaimer, I'm not an expert. I'm not a trained prof- professional. I didn't go to school for all this. Uh, you know, I'm not a guru. I'm not an expert. I don't deem myself as being any of that. I'm just like you. Um, I've struggled with a lot of things and, uh, I'm okay to share about it. That's, that's really what it's about. The Recovery First podcast is a podcast that helps highlight local initiatives in Greenville, South Carolina, and as well as on a national stage in the recovery communities. Here you will hear a wider range of topics surrounding addiction, recovery, and amazing advocates helping to make a difference in the recovery space. If you or a loved one are struggling with substance use disorder, please contact us today by calling 864-787-3798 or by visiting www.freedomrecoverycenterofgreenville.org. Now let's get ready to hear another amazing podcast with your host, Mike Todd. I wanted to kind of share, we talk about the disease. Sometimes it's identified as the disease of addiction, usually in a lot of 12-step circles and things like that. Um, Some call it uh, substance use disorder. Either way, uh, you know, you got to be so careful these days. But anyway, we won't go into all that. We'll let everybody banner back and forth on Facebook about that. But the point I'm trying to make is, for me, um, the longer I kind of hang around in this thing called recovery, um, you know, I've read a lot of different things and a lot of I've, I've come to realize that a lot of this for me, and this is just for me, is really about a disease um, of negative thinking and just a general negative outlook on life. Um, It's something that I just generally struggle with. Um, It's something that I struggle with in my recovery. And uh, so in the last... I would say in the last 90 days, I really dug into mindfulness, uh, reading a book called The Power of Now, very beneficial, uh, reading, I've been referencing a book, How to Communicate Like a Buddhist, uh, very, very uh, interesting, very helpful for my situation, uh, because I realize that this has been a big part of my life and that really taking time to delve into this, um, to delve into mindfulness and what I'm thinking in the moment, what I'm experiencing has a lot to do with how I feel emotionally. If I want to feel emotionally healthy and I want to feel emotionally good, I got to guard what comes into my mind. And I may sound like everybody, but it is just the truth, folks. And I know that for me, 
Um, one of the things that I've noticed, it, I've started to really take a look at what pops into my mind. And my next thought is, is this really good to be thinking about? Um, I'll give you an example. The other day I had something just popped. It just popped into my mind and not so like good experience in the past and not so good person uh, that came across my path that people can call it a resentment, whatever it is. But the bottom line is I didn't have to sit and think about it. Um, and my, my next thought was, is it really beneficial for me to run this through my head? And it wasn't. So I thought about something else. The key is how do we think about something else? And I think that for me is starting to take a lot of practice. And let me just share with you what I do. I've always been a meditator. Um, I've always, meditation has always been a big part of my life. I've really got back to the basics. One of the things that I was taught early in recovery was praying is talking to God, meditating is listening to God. And I, t- I definitely take that time to wake up um, for me at a certain time and have that quiet time to pray and meditate, to take that 10 minutes, 20 minutes to sit in quietness and just be. Instead of being a human being doing, uh, excuse me, instead of being a human doing, I'm a human being, right? Allowing myself to be. Another thing, it may sound hokey pokey, but I am really into affirmations. Uh, I spend, uh, I get on YouTube, Bob Baker, if you want to look him up, is one of my favorites. And I do these 10, 15 minute affirmations and I say them after they're said. Uh, I will do affirmations on gratitude. Uh, I will do one of the things that I've done, really been doing for the last good while is doing affirmations on uh, security as it revolves around money. And I can tell you that uh, my financial situation and my financial security has definitely changed. Uh, One of the things that I tell myself a lot is money comes to me in expected and unexpected ways. Um, and, and that is definitely, definitely my wife is also doing it. She's experiencing these things. So yes, yes, I'm realizing that what comes into my mind has a lot to do with how I feel. And you know what? Isn't that really what we want? You know, we, isn't what we want is just to feel good, to feel good about ourselves. And, um, you know, Again, it's taken a lot of practice. I've been doing this for a long time. And uh, this morning, uh, we've got snow on the ground. The sun is really starting to to peek out. I walked out on my deck, and I did a gratitude affirmation, and it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Um. I'm going to look at social media. There's no doubt, you know, I'm addicted to social media. Hell, a lot of people are. 
Um, but I'm really, I've started out this year uh, really paying attention to what comes in my mind. Um, and that really, for me, is what mindfulness is about. What is coming through my mind, paying attention to how I feel, and realizing um, there's not a lot of things I have control over. But realizing to a certain extent, to a good extent, I control, can control what I think about. If I want to grab onto something negative, I can sure find it on social media. I can, I can find it anywhere. I really can. I can choose not to participate in this negative stuff. I can choose not to participate in the negative things that come into my mind. Uh, and, and, and it's okay. I can start a day over by just starting over and being and meditating for five minutes and resetting my mind. Now, I haven't gotten perfect at this. It's a journey like everything else. I'm going to continue to read my book, The Power of Now. And uh, one of the things that I was taught uh, and have been taught is that a lot about recovery is learning how to live in the moment. I'm really, really, really uh, um Spending time practicing that, spending time um, right now, I'm sitting in my room. I'm just kind of like being, I've got my dog laying in here and, and, you know, I'm just, I'm here in the moment. And I can tell you that my life is improving and my recovery is improving very, very much just by doing these simple things just by getting up at a certain time, praying, meditating, gratitude affirmations, um, financial security affirmations, um, affirmations on how I see myself. And um, it is making a huge difference in my life. So let's start out 2022 uh, being careful about what comes in our mind and what we're thinking about. Um, I'm, I'm also realizing, and I'll finish up with this, is that when I'm in a state as I do this, I tend to be more in a state of gratitude and forgiveness um, because maybe something or someone will pop into my mind and instead of dwelling on it, I'll just say, hey, I don't need to think about that. And a lot of people's decisions when they hurt others are made simply out of confusion and fear. And maybe they were just in a lot of confusion and fear at the time. It's really as simple as that. So keep tuning in, keep uh, listening. And uh, hey, hopefully, I hope I help some folks out again. Not a, not a, uh, not an expert, <laughs> just like you, uh, you know, hey, Talk to me if you want to, inbox me, whatever, if something strikes you, and we'll have a conversation. Mike Todd, Recovery First Podcast. Thanks for listening. So 30 years ago, when I first came into recovery, we didn't have recovery housing. If someone was seeking recovery and maybe coming to meetings and didn't have anywhere to live, 
we basically try to help them find somewhere to live. And, and that's how it all started. It, we all started basically living together and keeping each other accountable um, in recovery. Now, as the years have gone through, um, it's basically turned into an industry. And with that industry, there comes a lot of challenges. Um, there's a, quite a bit of exploitation. Um, you know, you're dealing with a very, very vulnerable population. So that's the reason that we started the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to help providers, to help other recovery housing operators, to help mentor them, um, to help to advocate for them. And one of the things that we did right off the bat was we started getting the locks on into all recovery housing in South Carolina. We were very fortunate to get a grant from the Clinton Foundation and some help from the Recovery Advocacy Project and Challenges Inc. and Favor Greenville. And, you know, all of them combined have helped the South Carolina Recovery Housing Association to begin getting the locks on into all recovery housing in South Carolina and to help train their residents on the use of naloxone. We believe that is the first standard uh, that we need to accomplish in South Carolina. Recovery housing operators are a very valuable resource to those suffering from substance use disorder in South Carolina and we want to advocate for them, train them, mentor, and just work with them with whatever needs that they may have. If you want to get in touch with us, it's screcoveryhousing.org. Thank <laughs> you.